Hey, Sports Buddy Nation. Um, so, a lot's been going on lately. I've been busy uh, training. I know I've been uh, talking about it on the Twitter. Um, been I, I was supposed to put out new episodes the last couple weeks. Uh, but, you know, uh, Ed and I just haven't been able to uh, get the right times going. Uh, you know how life goes. And, like I said, I've been busy with training and everything. So, uh, here I am. I'm actually uh, in the middle of traffic on the 91. This is the greatest place to be, especially if you're in Southern California. And, obviously, that said, uh, yeah, that's a bunch of horse shit. This sucks. Uh, but I wanted to talk about a couple things going on. Um, so, the Dodgers, they're in first place by a million games. Not going to really talk about that today, but going to kind of uh, break, not even break down, but, you know, just cover a little bit of Colby Covington's fight against uh, Ruthless Robbie Lawler and uh, what we have coming up in a week, which is you got Stipe and uh, DC uh, doing the dance again for a second time. And then you also have, um, Nate, uh, excuse me, Nate Diaz versus... Uh, as he likes to call him the Wheaties guy, uh, Anthony Showtime Pettis. So let me just uh, talk about Colby Covington uh, real quick. So it's no secret this guy is in line to fight for uh, Kamaru Usman's uh, welterweight title. And he did so just by, he, he worked up uh, Robbie Lawler. Just from start to finish, just shellacked him, you know, never was really in a, a point where he was going to finish him, because that's just not the type of fighter that Colby is, but, and that's kind of the reason why he had to start talking crap, starting all the way back, what, almost two years ago, um, in that Brazil fight, because, you know, the reality is when you fight the way a guy like Colby Covington fights, which is smart, high intensity, just high output, a lot of takedowns and everything like that, just a fantastic fighter, um, it's not that entertaining to watch at the end of the day, uh, great fighter, not an entertaining style, but, you know, if you're somebody that is a fighter, or somebody that's really just balls deep in the sport, you enjoy watching a guy like Colby, because the output that he puts on... I mean, the same way people like Habib, you know, Habib just relentless with it, and um, wasn't exactly a big fan favorite until he choked, uh, he strangled uh, Conor McGregor, but um, yeah, I mean, that's Colby's thing, he's out there, you know, just doing the damn thing, it's pretty cool, because, you know, the president uh, of the United States here, uh, if you know who he is, because uh, I, I have to bring that up because I do have a little bit of a, I know some of you listening to this international audience and it, it shows, I know some of my friends that are listening to these are like, fuck you, you nobody listens to this crap. Um, I got the statistics to prove uh, some people in Europe and what have you. But um, if you don't know, uh, President Donald Trump has had a past in combat sports, you know, promoted some of the bigger fights uh, involving, you know, players like Mike Tyson and so on and so forth. Uh, you know, when it came to Atlantic City, the Trump Taj Mahal, all kinds of things. So it's pretty funny, a little cool too at the same time, 
just because it gathers, um, you know, the friendship and relationship that uh, Colby Covington has with the uh, the younger Trumps and even uh, with uh, the president as well, just gathers that uh, that attention. Which you know, like I said before, nobody really cared about Colby just because of his fighting style. So the fact that you know he's kind of rallying up, doing the whole uh, heel thing, you know, the same way wrestlers do it's drawing attention and then you know you have uh, him with his relationship with the Trump family you know they're going to the fight supporting and everything so it draws a lot of eyes and uh, at the end of the day I think you know when you have somebody big looking at your uh, performance at your sport I think everybody wins because at the end of the day uh, you know I, I had to catch a replay of the fight because you know, ESPN thinks they have college football. I mean, if, it, if we're talking evening fights, uh, damn straight, I'm going to be able to sit in front of my own television set and uh, tune into it. But when you got something going on at 12 o'clock, like it's college football, and I'm at work, you can't do anything about it. Um, but it is, you know, like I said, that, that relationships like that, when prominent people of that sort draw are paying attention, it's going to draw another, you know, just a lot of other people start looking at the sport. And the sport's growing big time, but, you know, the more the merrier. Uh, you know, the whole goal is to get it just as, if not more popular than American football here in the United States. So, uh, you know, Colby's doing a good job of marketing. He's selling shit, uh, doing the damn thing. And uh, he's not going way over the top, like kind of how Connor did at one point. Like you know, he's just staying focused, staying training, uh, talking a big game, but something you know, backing it up. So you you can't hate on that. That's you know, at the end of the day, everybody wins uh, because more people are tuning in. Um, now moving forward, we have this coming weekend. The big thing that is on everybody's mind, Nathan Diaz. That's right, Nate Diaz is coming up, uh, stepping on back into the octagon to yeah, do the damn thing. We haven't seen him in a couple. Years. It's been three years, but uh, and it is all there's always been a lot of speculation on why we couldn't get Colby. We like I work for the UFC. I work for a UFC gym, uh, <laughs> but you know they, there's been a lot of speculation on why Nate has been missing from the cage, um, and it was pretty cool. If you you get a lot more details off of this, uh, really see the obviously I'm going to give the kind of uh, a very vague explanation to everything. Um, but if you want to look more into it, you can go on YouTube and search uh, on the Nate Diaz ESPN interview and or even the countdown. But uh, he gave a uh, really good talk, real good explanation on why he's been sitting out. And it's not even so much sitting out. Um, he just hadn't been offered really good fights. You know, after a really close fight with Conor McGregor in a rematch after he choked him out on his face... And he's not given his rematch because he lost a, a, a split. I think it was a split decision. 
Um, you know, they start, they kind of sent him back to the end of the line, weren't really offering him contender fights. And Nate's a guy that, you know, his resume and his time, and it, really just the resume he has under his belt, especially in the time that he's been fighting, uh, what, what can you say? You can't just give this guy his scrubs to fight, then it turns into a shit show, then he kind of, it's not worth fighting. Then he turns into one of those fighters for, as a fan, you start watching, oh, I don't want to watch Nate fight this guy or that guy, blah, 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 he's just going to do that. And then when it, if it does happen and he does just choke somebody out and whoop their ass real quick, then it gives room to shit-talking and nobody wants that. Nate's just the kind of guy who wants to fight the best guys. Uh, so why not? And he finally gets his shot in uh, fighting Anthony Pettis. But, yeah, I mean, a couple of fights I know we've been told he wasn't into, or you know, such as Tyron Woodley on three weeks' notice. And he was ready to go, but, you know, when you're somebody like uh, Nate Diaz, uh, I don't know his exact numbers, but, I mean... The fact that the UFC wasn't willing to pony up on some extra dough when you got guys that are, you know, making a couple million finally, you know, it's, um, you can understand his perspective, his position on why he's not pulling the trigger and going through it. You know, if you're going to offer him a top, uh, a top fight, why not pay him, uh, you know, sign a top check, top fight, top pay. Let's go. Uh, but yeah, now he's got Anthony Showtime Pettis. This is a real, pretty exciting fight because Showtime just put the lights out on Wonder Boy or Wonder Old Man, Wonder Middle Aged Man. Let's be honest, Stephen Thompson is mid 30s, late 30s, not a boy. Um, it makes you wonder. It's like some of these guys who have those nicknames, like, and I hate to say it, like. Uh, <laughs> Uh, you're my favorite California kid. I love that guy. It's one of my favorite fighters, but still, it's like, do we really have to keep calling him the California kid? Dude's 40 years old. Let's let's make something up. Let's make something new. But, you know, Stephen Wonderboy Thompson, top 170-pound fighter, goes out there, gets fucking wrecked with that right hand of Anthony Showtime Pettis. And now Showtime's like, you know, just hell-bent on sticking up and weight on the 170 class and doing the damn thing so uh, personally I think he looks a little chunky just uh, I mean I'm sure he feels great and everything but he looks a little thick um, at the weight class so I think this fight with uh, Nate who has not the most experience at 170 more of a 55er but you know he's sticking at 70 because he doesn't want to cut the weight um, and he's, he's not a small guy either um, he, he definitely could fill in and be a, a good, he's a good size 170 or when he wants to be, but, um, you know, if, if, um, at the end of the day, he doesn't have that much great experience at 170. So, you know, it, it really begs to, it brings up the question of why was Dana White and why was everybody also high and mighty on Conor McGregor just not cutting weight for a fight at 170 to fight another 155 pound fighter. Uh, they gave him, they, they were giving this guy blow jobs on the interviews. <laughs> like, oh, uh, Conor McGregor's coming up and waiting. It's like, no, shut the hell up. Conor McGregor's probably like 170 right now. 
and he has to finish this final weight cut down to 55. Give, give me a freaking break. Um, but Nate Diaz does have a little bit of experience, not a whole lot of fighting at 170. And um, I think that experience is going to pay off. Personally, I, you know, Anthony Showtime Pettis looks phenomenal. And I'm sure he moves well. I'm sure he feels great. But uh, having to deal with the size difference of, uh, um, of Nate with his range and his reach and his boxing uh, acumen, I think it's going to be different. Um, and let's not forget his jiu-jitsu. It's pretty freaking top-notch. You can't be going in there uh, without dotting your I's and uh, crossing your T's. You know, you got to have all your ducks in a row. Uh, all that shit better be dress right dress if you're going to go in and fight uh, Nick Diaz, especially, you know, with that ground game. But um, it's going to be real exciting, real interesting to see what happens. Um, personally, I think Nate's going to come out and uh, be able to do the damn thing and just wear down uh, Anthony Pettis for a little bit. But, um, yeah, uh, that's basically what we got, especially for this episode. Um I'm going to have more content coming out in the next couple days. Uh, we're going to be talking about things like uh, the issues with Antonio Brown that are still ongoing from his extreme frostbite on his uh, feet to his non-compliance with the new helmet rules of the NFL. Um, they're supposed to have some kind of arbitrary... It's Monday right now, by the way. Uh, afternoon. I, I just got out of the gym too. Um, so, you know, uh, they're gonna they're supposed to have some arbitrary hearing, and they'll see if uh, Antonio Brown's allowed to still wear his leather helmet or not. Um, <laughs> so, you know, we'll see about that. I expect something at least by Wednesday. Um, but yeah, it's just what we got going on today. Just wanted to keep everybody in the loop. Uh, release a, a little something new, give you some content, let you all know that uh, I'm still alive here. Uh, so bear with me. I know today's not as entertaining, a little bit more informal, but um, midweek and then towards the end of the week we'll have something a little bit more fun for you guys. Um, so yeah, thanks for tuning in, everybody. Uh, have a good one. Take it easy. Later.